In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the pros and the cons of working remotely and give you some ideas and tips to make working remotely have more advantages than disadvantages. Welcome to the Remote Work Retirement Show. I'm your host, Camille Attell. And this is the only show dedicated to remote work for semi-retirees, people leaving the workforce, and people working in retirement to help them have peace of mind that they can live how they want without the fear of running out of money. Welcome to episode seven of the Remote Work Retirement Show. I want to tell you that today's episode is unplanned. This is a little bit off the cuff. Well, let's be honest. A lot of these I do off the cuff. I mean, I plan them, but I don't always write out every word because that's kind of hard. But today's episode in particular was totally unplanned. I had a different episode planned for you that I will do in the future called the Remote Work Income System. But the reason I decided to change it up is it has been a very difficult couple of weeks. Now, for me personally, which Honestly, my problems are first world problems. Let's get real. And, um, you know, I've moved and that was hard. I'm, I'm actually in a new office. I'm trying to get my sound right. So if it's off today, forgive me, I'll fix that. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I don't have my beautiful photos uh, that my friend William Trinkle took from our travels on the road. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of adjusting. But it's been a difficult week for the people of Ukraine in particular and the rest of the world watching. And I just don't like to gloss over things like that. I'm someone who is very much tuned into the world. I'm, I'm always watching global affairs. I always have. And, and this, this situation in particular has been really um, depressing uh, and, and t- at times quite helpless. Uh, and I'm sure that if you are watching uh, things unfold, that you have felt this way too. So I've moved. I've been watching the news nonstop, which is no good for mental health. I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, and really, we've just come out of a, a pretty tough couple of years. Um, and, and it kind of piles on, right? In the stock market, if you're in the market, um, if you have investments, if you are looking at your retirement accounts and, and feeling uneasy, if you lost a job recently, I mean, there's a lot going on. And while I'm not here to talk about depressing things, because my goodness, you'd, you'd probably turn off this episode, I also am someone who really deals with reality head on. And I don't shy away from talking about some of the tough stuff. But I also like to offer some hope and inspiration and ideas to keep moving forward. And that's why I wanted to do today's episode. Um, now, the other reason I wanted to do today's episode is that um, I sent an email out to the people on my email list, which if you'd like to be on my email list and you're not, you can go to camillatel.com. I've got some free training, even if you're not interested in the training, that's the, the best way to get on my list for right now till I fix that. And you can get these emails from me. And I sent out an email. The title of it is, this is the hardest thing about working remotely, I think, or the biggest challenge or something like that. And I was overwhelmed in a good way with the response that I got from that email. So many people wrote me back and resonated with the things that I talked about, which essentially I'm going to talk about in today's episode. Um, So I felt inspired by the connection 
with people that wrote me back. And I think they felt appreciative of my reaching out as well. So that's what got me thinking about doing this episode today. So I'm going to go through the pros and cons of working remotely. Now, before I do that, I should also ask of you, if you're willing, if you would actually leave me a review for this episode um, or this entire show, my podcast producer, Isaac, would be remiss if I did not ask for some reviews. I always forget So if you're liking or loving the Remote Work Retirement Show, I would ask that when you're done listening to this episode, if you could just go to whatever platform you're on listening or watching and leave me a review, I would be be overjoyed with that. I I would really appreciate that. Um, It just helps the, the show get seen and that would be helpful. All right. So let me set the stage by talking first about what do I mean when I talk about working remotely or remote work? Because this seems to trip people up a lot. Um, I've noticed that when I go on other people's podcasts or shows and I get interviewed, people start asking me questions about remote work. Like, well, how does someone start a business? Or, well, how do they find remote jobs? And I've, I've found that people attach meaning to the phrase remote work and think that it means something like working for yourself or someone else. So let me break this down before I even go into the pros and the cons. Remote work can mean really just about anything, okay? It could mean that you work from home or not. You could work from anywhere. It could mean that you work a full-time job as an employee. Um, It could mean that you work for yourself. Maybe you do part-time work, freelance work. Uh, perhaps you do run a business. Um, whatever it is, it, it it almost doesn't matter. Um, and I don't think it matters when I get into the pros and the cons, what type of remote work you do, uh, because I think that a lot of people will experience these things. And, and I know this because I have so many conversations with people, and these are the themes that come up a lot. So while I may not cover everything under the sun, I think that I'm talking to the top themes that seem to come up a lot in these conversations. The other thing I'll mention is you may experience some of these things differently than me or someone else because everyone's different. So for example, I'm going to talk today about one of the biggest issues I see, which is isolation. And you may be someone who doesn't feel isolated the way that someone else might feel. Someone wrote me back from the email I sent yesterday and said, well, you know, I resonate with some of these things, but not all of them because I am an introvert and I don't really like (laughs) dealing with people or talking to people on a daily basis. So I don't feel as isolated. Totally get that. And I can appreciate that. What I will say is even if you don't feel all of these things as intensely as say maybe I do, that doesn't mean you're not affected. And so it's still good to take stock of what is working for you with remote work and where do you have some challenges? Uh, Again, I'll name some of these things today, but then you can do your own work after this episode and really think about this because the more that you can put some things in place to make this whole thing easier and more advantageous to you, the more successful you're going to be. Okay. So, um, I wanted to set that stage. And with that, I want to get into the pros and the cons. Now I don't even like calling these pros and cons because one person's pro is another person's con. Uh, but whatever, we're going to go with that. I almost want to call it like heads and tails of the same coin, uh, whatever works for you. 
let's lay these out and get into them. And then I'll give you some ideas for each of them as well. Okay. Let's talk about the first big pro of working remotely. And this is really what draws a lot of people in to doing it in the first place. And that is that you can work from anywhere. Now it used to be the desire was to work from home, not for me. Uh, my desire was to work from an RV. And if you've been following my story or have been in my world for a little bit, then you probably know my backstory that my husband Bryce and I walked away from corporate America in 2016, uh, got rid of a lot of our belongings and uh, hit the road in an RV where we reinvented ourselves by working remotely and learning how to travel and, and be digital nomads and all that stuff. So there was a huge allure for us to travel and work remotely. But for some people, it is to just work from home um, and not have to drive to an office or not have to be in one location with people or put on makeup or whatever it is for you. And that's a, just, just absolutely a, a huge advantage of working remotely. However, the con or the flip side of that coin is that for some people, working remotely can be very distracting. Now, if you work from home, the distractions at home may vary. It might be easy for you to say, well, you know, I was going to start working at 8 a.m., but meh, maybe I'll start at 9. That happens to me a lot. Um, or maybe you think, well, let me just do a little load of laundry over here. Let me just watch that show real quick, and then I'll get to work. And those distractions can really add up and pull you away from working remotely or being on a type of schedule. Now, if you are on a type of schedule, which I'll talk about here in a minute, then maybe those distractions don't get in your way, but it can be pretty difficult. Now, if you're someone who travels and works remotely, that could present a, a different set of challenges. The distractions there could be that, at least I know in the RV community, you might want to just blow off the day and go for a hike because you're parked in a beautiful area. Maybe you're in a in an area where there's some gorgeous mountains that you want to go hike. People tell me this all the time. There, there's something about hiking <laughs> that distracts people from working. That seems to be like the number one distraction is I want to go for a hike uh, in the country or in the trees or whatever. Or, you know, maybe there's an event happening that's only going to happen in that area on that day and you're supposed to work and you're like, well, you know, maybe I'm going to move things around. And there's, and, and that's also a benefit. That's a pro if you can do that. But for some people, it gets very difficult to find the balance between all of these distractions and just staying focused and getting the work done. So what is a person to do? How do you solve this? Well, again, it's going to come down to how you are as a person. Now, I'm someone who can be really focused when I need to. I do things by setting deadlines. Now, not everyone likes that, that, you know, people don't like the word deadline. It kind of has a negative feeling to them. And I understand that, but boy, without those deadlines, I might not get some work done. So I like to set either deadlines or I like to set a milestone. And I, I say something like, okay, I want to get this type of work done by this date or this time. I also do things like set up reward systems. So if I get this amount of work done, then I can reward myself with this hike. Or, you know, I just try to I try to set some limits on myself. Now, 
again, if you're someone who already has a schedule, if you work for somebody else and you, you know, work eight to five or six to nine at night, this isn't really a problem for you, then, then you don't need to worry about it as much as people who maybe have a bit more of a flexible schedule. Now, if you work from home or even if you work from an RV or you're traveling, it's also a good idea to set some space boundaries. So for example, do you have a certain area of the house that's only designated for work? That's helpful because when you walk out of that area, then you don't necessarily have to take the work with you. You can close the door and you symbolically leave the work there. But if you're a processing person, a mental processing person like me, it's hard because you tend to take the work with you in your brain wherever you go. So another thing you can do is you can set a boundary around time. For example, I don't think about work past six o'clock at night. Uh, Now, if it comes up for me, because it will organically, I tell myself, well, it's past six, so I really can't think about this. Maybe I'll write it down and I'll leave it for tomorrow. So these are some things that you can do if, if you find yourself having some blurred lines between working remotely and working at home or traveling. Now, I'm sure you've come up with some of these things on your own. If you have some ideas, and I did not list those ideas here, I would love for you to leave a note wherever you're listening or watching and share with me some of the things that you do to have some some good delineation from working remotely from home or traveling so that you're not distracted. So that was number one. Now let's get into number two, and that is around flexible hours. Now, again, this is going to be more for people who don't have a set schedule. Uh, Maybe you work for yourself or you're a freelancer contractor where you're picking up projects or working for clients. The pro to me about that is that you can set your own hours. Additionally, you can pick your own clients. You can pick how how much or little you want to work. So I guess instead of flexible hours, I should say really just flexibility in general. And again, if you have a set schedule, you might find that that's that's not a pro for you. So here's what I want to say about that. Some people, when they make the transition to working remotely, they've come from a pretty traditional environment, like a a corporate setting or a set schedule, and they've transitioned out of that traditional environment to working remotely, but still in a traditional way. And they haven't really thought about, oh, maybe I could freelance or maybe I could do contract work and set my own hours. That seems kind of foreign. Um, And so what I want to tell you is don't rule that out because it is a huge pro to me to be to work remotely is that if you are willing to do freelance work or willing to work with clients and set your own rates, maybe you have a service package that you offer, maybe you charge by the hour or by the project, by the day, by the month. These are all things I talk about inside of remote work school, by the way, how to structure your pricing. Then the the big benefit of all of that is just how flexible your day can be. And I think for me, that's a pro. Because again, if I go back to how difficult the last few weeks and even the last few years have been, I don't think I could have worked a traditional eight to five schedule. There are days where I just need a nap at like one. (laughs) So, you know, I can't take a nap at a desk in a corporate environment or if you're working um, at a restaurant or you work in retail or, or, you know, wherever you may work, if it's location-based at this point, uh, you know, maybe that is not an option for you. And that needs to be an option for me. 
I need that level of flexibility and that's a huge pro. But the con, the flip side to that is that if you're someone who does need structure, okay, because lots of people like having structure, they like the fact that they can, you know, check in or clock in at whatever time, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or maybe you work at night, and then they check out and that's their day and their work is contained in that flexible schedule. And so if you're someone who loves the idea of flexibility, but in practical terms, that flexibility is challenging for you, well, then that can become a con. That can be a drawback to remote work. So I go back to the idea that I gave just a moment ago around boundaries. This is when you really have to set up some systems for yourself and some boundaries for yourself, because if you want to work remotely and have a flexible schedule, but you also know you're someone that can slide into those distractions, or you feel like without that structure, you're not as productive, then you're someone who needs to design your own schedule. And so designing your own schedule could look like deciding what hours are your most productive hours. So for me, I have learned that my most productive hours are going to be from about 10 a.m. to about 3 p.m. Those are the hours when I have the best ability to function mentally. It's like when my brain is firing on all cylinders, I've had coffee, I've gotten some things out of the way. Um, past three o'clock, I start to notice that I get a little tired. I'm kind of fuzzy. These are just symptoms I live with every day. Um, this is also kind of newer for me in the last couple of years. And in a way, this is what's forced me to get even more focused on a type of schedule that works for me. Now, that was really hard for me to accept that I could not work. I can no longer work a standard eight-hour day. At first, that made me feel really terrible because I felt like I was a big slacker and I'm so, I was so conditioned to believe that my work schedule was supposed to be eight to five or eight to six or sometimes longer, that this concept that I could work 10 to three, I mean, I just felt like, like I was cheating. <laughs> but what I learned is how can I do the most productive work from 10 to three? And now I'm happy to tell you that I actually get more done working for myself 10 to 3 than I ever did working for someone else 8 to 6. So these are things that you would have to train yourself to do because for some people, it's not natural to suddenly have a schedule and then not have a schedule and, and feel like you're going to be as productive. So be patient with yourself if, if this is you and if this is a goal of yours. Know that this will take a little bit of training it might take a little bit of discipline, but that you can get there. Okay. All right. So let's talk about number three. And this also goes with freelancing as well as running your own business. And that is when you do remote work, if you do want to work for yourself or have a business, you have the pro or the advantage of setting your own prices. Um, and while that sounds really exciting, I've noticed that a lot of people that I work with, this is where they get really stuck. Again, especially if you have come out of traditional employment um, or you're someone who gets a paycheck every two weeks or you have a salary or whatever that looks like for you or you get an hourly rate, the idea of setting your own prices might sound great, but also 
equally sounds intimidating. So this is where we get into the con of that um, because it's definitely a pro. I mean, you can give yourself raises whenever you feel like it. You can raise your prices whenever you feel like it. Not only that, you can pick and choose perhaps the clients you want to work with, the projects you want to do. Some of this takes time. I'm not telling you that you can run out and do this tomorrow necessarily. For most people, that journey, I'll call it a journey, um, is one of, of learning what you like to do and learning what prices you want to set and, and figuring out that mm, maybe I'm not charging enough and now I need to charge more. There, I could, In fact, I'll probably end up doing a whole episode around pricing and prices because this, this is definitely where a lot of people get stuck. So the con of that is, is really not knowing how to do that. And the other con that I see is when people undervalue themselves. And you've probably heard me talk about that a lot especially if you've taken my free training, um, how to get remote work to have a flexible lifestyle without running out of money, um, which again, you can find on my website, camillatel.com, if you'd like to take that training. But essentially, the, the idea that you can start charging your own rates and then actually doing it, where I see people go wrong is they often start off way too low because they don't know. I mean, it's really natural and totally normal, and eventually people learn. But what's so cool is that there's a lot of room to figure out what your rates should be. And again, when you when you want to, you can give yourself a raise, okay? Um, and that is, again, a, a huge pro. I'll give you an example. I have a friend who started doing copywriting services. You probably heard me talk about this in another episode. Started writing copyright, doing copywriting services, kind of started at a lower end of the rate or the pay scale. Uh, I think was doing maybe $50 an hour to start. Not a bad rate. You know, that's, that's good money really. But then figured out that hmm, maybe she could do VIP days, which I think is a really great business model, by the way. Started charging $1,000 for a VIP day and then getting a few of those a month and then realizing she was still charging too low and then doubled it, went up to $2,000 a day. Now I ask you, what traditional job do you work at that you can give yourself or anyone's going to give you a raise that you go from $1,000 a day to $2,000 a day. Okay. So that's the, the advantage of freelancing and working remotely is that you just have all that freedom to figure out your prices as well as your projects and even the people that you want to work with. Another pro of working remotely is technology. Technology now is um, really powerful. It makes it so that most people can work remotely. Now, you don't always have to use technology to work remotely. Again, remember the word or the phrase remote work can apply to any, just about any type of remote work that you want to do. That could include going on location, but in different places. So for example, when I first started RVing, uh, when Bryce and I started RVing, one of my first remote jobs was an acting job in an area that we were stuck in. I, that was Oregon, actually. It was this little like public service announcement commercial that I found on Craigslist. It was my first quote unquote remote job. Did I need technology to do it? No, I didn't. 
Um, is that the type of remote work that everyone wants to do? No, but it is an option. I mean, there are lots of things you can do on site that's still considered remote because you don't have to go to the same site or into an office every day, et cetera. But technology in general has made working remotely so much more accessible to so many more people. Now, if you are someone who was forced into working remotely during COVID, then you might be cursing technology. So this is the con. You might have felt that it was really difficult, that a lot of this stuff you had to learn so quickly. Maybe you had to get on Zoom or start using some other tool that you had never heard of. Maybe you started using Slack, which is a very popular communication tool between teams. Um, maybe you had to learn some new project management software because now you weren't going into the office. And maybe this was all very overwhelming for you. And I get it because it was really overwhelming for me when I started working remotely, gosh, over five years ago now, six years ago. Um, but let me say this. I think there are more pros with technology than there are cons because look at my setup right now, which you can't really see. Maybe I'll do a, a video on this later. I have a laptop, and I only recently got this fancy microphone. Before that, I, I had some headsets that I was using as a microphone and a laptop, and that's it. I wasn't using big fancy cameras or you know high-end equipment. In fact, the laptop that I'm on right now, I think I bought this thing in like 2015, 2016. And so some people, they email me or they say to me, well, I can't work remotely because I have a really old computer. And I'm like, is it older than 2015? Because I do just about everything I need to do on this really old laptop. Now, I'll probably upgrade this year because I am starting, just starting, by the way, to do a little bit more with video. And so I probably need to upgrade my system at some point, but I am really trying not to do that. So technology can be intimidating. It can also be exhausting. Okay. So if you're on zoom all day or you're, you know, looking at your computer all day or you're on email all day or whatever it is, that's exhausting. Staring at a screen, all of that. There are studies that talk about how draining that can be on a person's mental state. So here are some things about technology to think about. If you are on technology all day, your phone, your computer, whatever it is, it's a good idea to think about some other outlets that are not technology related for your downtime, okay? So like if you're on your computer all day, maybe don't relax later while using your computer, still on a computer, watching a show or Netflix or whatever. Try to at least work in some things that are not technology related so that you, you give your brain a rest. Um, but there are other things, like some people say, okay, I get that technology is an advantage, but I still struggle with it. It's really hard. There are things I don't know how to do, and that makes me nervous that I can't work remotely because I can't really, um, I don't know what these tools and software do. And, and I understand that. And that's a different kind of con, I suppose I should say. Um, so here's the good news about that. There are a lot of things that you can self-train on. Most of the tools and technology today that people use to work remotely also come with free training. So for example, I mentioned project management uh, tools. There are things out there like Asana or Trello or whatever. Most of those things come with free tutorials. And a lot of these tools are not that hard to learn. If I can learn them, almost anybody can because Listen, of all the challenges out there, I think technology is one of my biggest challenges. 
So it has been hard at times, but I'm here today still running my own business because I have committed to learning the right technologies. Now, you don't need to learn every technology, but you should consider at least one or two things, especially the ones that make you feel a little intimidated and start teaching yourself or learning those things today so that if you do get job offers or there are clients you want to work with or you want to start a business, that that learning curve goes down a little bit. The other thing to think about is building a network of people who have different skills that you can tap into if you need help. Um, Because that leads to the next thing I'm going to talk about um, here, the last thing I'll talk about with the pro and con. But having a network of people who you can tap into and who can help you with different things when you get stuck and who you can help with different things when they get stuck is a gr- is a really great way to build a type of community to support you while working remotely. So that's the fourth one around technology. The last one I'm going to talk about is the biggest one around working remotely. And it's a big word and it can be a nebulous word and it might mean different things to different people, but it's simply freedom. And right now, I guess I shouldn't say simply because freedom is not guaranteed. As we have seen, uh, as this uh, Ukrainian global crisis unfolds, again, I'm not here to bring you down about that, but I don't want to uh, gloss over that. Um, Remote work is a type of freedom. And it gives you the freedom that I've mentioned throughout this episode. Um, But it does come at a cost sometimes. And the cost or the con of having the type of freedom that you want, whether that's, you know, traveling and working remotely, whether that's setting your own hours or your prices or working with the people you want to work with or whatever it is for you, the flip side or the con of that pro is that it can at times be isolating. And that, that, that's where I started this episode today is really talking about the email that I sent out. And the title of that email, again, is this is the hardest thing about working remotely. And and I believe that isolation really is the hardest thing for a lot of people. Uh, When you are in your home all day or you're traveling, while there are lots of benefits, I think one of the biggest drawbacks is feeling isolated and disconnected to people if you're not mindful that you need to reconnect to people. Now, if you're someone who already does that, then great. Keep doing that. If you, you know, work alone a lot, and even if you enjoy it, if you, even if you're an introvert, and you feel like uh, that's fine for you, and you could do it all day, every day. Hey, good for you. However, you are still a human being, and it's still important to connect to other people, whatever that is for you. Maybe that's going out with some friends. Um, hopefully, that's something that you're able to do now. We're we're hopefully moving into a new era of COVID where that's um, feeling a little more comfortable, uh, if not already comfortable for you. Joining events, going to in-person events, going out to dinner, meeting up with friends. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, because maybe you're sitting here saying, well, that's obvious. But I'll tell you what, I think that the last couple of years have forced people into some habits where now it just feels harder to go do those things. At least it does for me. And I think it does for a number of people who emailed me where we just got used to the rhythm of being isolated and maybe not going out as much or maybe not connecting to community as much. And so I just want to plant the seed 
that if you're not thinking about these things or if you're not being intentional about doing those things, I just encourage you to do it now. That's it. It's like, think about your day. How much time are you spending alone? How much time are you spending, you know, absorbing the news of the world like me or, you know, isolating yourself or feeling isolated? Maybe you're in the part of the country where that's not even an option for you. And so in situations like that, not only is it a good idea to get back out, connect, build that community, but you can build virtual communities as well. Now, virtual communities, I think at this point are, um, they're nice to have, but I'm kind of burnt out on them (laughs) because this is what I do for a living. And this is what I've been doing for years. Uh, You may not be there. And so building a virtual community of your peers, getting together, um, plugging into a community, connecting with people, sharing stories, that's at least something. um, And it's better than nothing. Okay. So that, again, the pro of working remotely, the big pro is really freedom, whatever that is for you. Um, but again, the flip side of that is it can start to feel a little isolating. And if you're someone like me who, who takes on the, um, the heaviness of the world, then you've got a one-two punch there where you're isolating and you're processing and feeling all day like me. And so you've got to think about what are some ways that you can reconnect to people. Now, one thing I mentioned in my email um, that I am going to do, I think I'm going to do this. I put it out as an idea and enough people responded that they want me to do this is I'm going to do a community connection event. I don't know exactly when it'll be. I think it'll probably be late in late March. And all we're going to do is just hang out virtually You'll get to meet some new people who you've probably never met before, who probably live, you know, as far away from you as, as you know, you're never going to meet this person probably other than um, online. Um, I'm trying to be creative with, can I come up with something that would be really fun, like a game or a get to know you activity? I don't want to overly engineer it because that's not the point. So if you are interested in this, again, you can just get, get on my list, on my email list, and I'll be sending out some more information. This is free. I'm not charging anything. I'm not selling anything. I'm not asking anything of anyone. I just know that for me, I miss being around people. And apparently people on my email list miss that too, because a number of people have asked me to move forward with this idea. So you can go to camillatel.com, get on my list that way. You could also go to morethanawheelin.com. That's our RV related website. There's a number of things you can sign up for there as well, just to simply get on my list and Start getting emails from me if you don't already. Let me just recap the five pros of working remotely. I will end on a high note and focus only on the pros for the recap. Number one is you can work from anywhere. You can work from home. You can work from your RV. You can travel and work remotely like I did when I went to Thailand and Vietnam. That was a lot of fun. Number two, flexible hours, especially if you're going to work for yourself Uh, do some side gigs, have a freelance business. Number three is being able to set your own prices. Again, this is especially true if you freelance. Now, it's not only true if you freelance. I still encourage people to negotiate pay. So if you are doing traditional employment, I should add that if you feel like you should be earning more money or you want to negotiate salary, by all means do that. But if you are willing to freelance and work remotely, then setting your own prices is a pro. Uh, Another pro is technology. Technology is better. Uh, Internet is faster. 
Uh, you can do so much with not a lot of money invested in your technology, and you don't even need to learn anything truly that sophisticated to work remotely. And number five, the big one is freedom, whatever that looks like for you. With that, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As a reminder, if you'd leave me a review, I would absolutely love that. With that, I will see you in the next episode all about the remote work income system. Take care. Mm -hmm.